Hello, solid listeners. Thanks for tuning in. Today's a special episode. It's the very first time that Crystal and I both are being interviewed on a podcast. Our friend Eileen Torres, podcast host of Hearty Dose for the Mind, invited us to talk about solid. So this episode is a great way to learn more about myself, my wife Crystal, and how solid started. Hello, welcome to the podcast where curiosity roams and love flows. This is Hardy Dose for the Mind with Eileen Torres. Hello, welcome back. I'm so, so excited to introduce my friends Crystal and Gilbert Regalado. They are the founders of Solid Foundation. They do amazing work in the community, and I just think everybody needs to hear their story. And, um, you know, I think there definitely needs to be more of this type of program going on around the world. It's just, it's fundamental and amazing. So without further ado, I'd love to introduce Crystal and Gilbert. Hi, thank you for having us, Eileen. Hello, Eileen. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Yeah, welcome, welcome. Um, Could you guys share just a little bit about yourself? Um, before we jump into the questions. Okay, so my name is Crystal. I'm one of the founders of Solid, and um, I'm a mom, I'm a business owner, and that's pretty much all about me. Mom, (laughs) business owner, fitness. What? (laughs) I'm a wife. And I'm Gilbert Gilbert Regalado. I've um, owned businesses mostly in the office furniture industry, but uh, we recent, I recently retired from that field in uh, 2020 to focus purely on solid foundations and instilling confidence in the youth. Beautiful, beautiful. And what motivated you guys to start Solid? Well, we actually, within a business of mine, we were trying to work with a bunch of teenagers and we were... We had brought on about 10 of them and we realized really quickly that they were only looking for the paycheck. So we put them on in hopes to provide them an opportunity for them to see what it was like to learn how to earn money and be, I would say, more motivated in life. But that just wasn't happening. And we felt that they needed to work out and that was missing in their life. And so we had offered to pay them for an hour's worth, right, about an hour, Mm -hmm. three days a week to meet us at the Dwight Murphy Park next to the zoo. We'd pay them to work out, and we would be there to help coach them. We knew that if they work out, they were going to feel better, and then along the lines, we would get better work out of them. Well, the first day came, five of them showed up. Next day, two showed up, and then shortly after, nobody showed up. <laughs> so, you know, we we sat down in a meeting with them, and we told them, look, we, we promised that we'd be through this for six weeks. And it's already week one, and none of you guys are continuing to come, so we're going to be there. In case you change your mind, we'll be there at the park because we said we'd do this for six weeks. Well, nobody came. So Crystal and I, we decided to reach out to the community and say, hey, we'll be here for the following weeks. If anybody wants to learn how to work out, come join us. Mm 
and uh, people from the community started coming and bringing their kids. And that's really where Solid grew. We started teaching them how to work out. Everybody was having a good time. We asked for the next six weeks, what would you like to learn? They said boxing. So we started boxing. And uh, that, that was during the summer of 2019. And so when the summer came to an end, we closed up. It was getting dark earlier. It was getting cold. So we figured, hey, that was a good time. That was something that maybe we should do again next summer. But um, along the lines of posting it on social media, we got some attention and we were asked to um, to start it up in a recently or newly opened community center. And so that's when we decided, hey, let's do this. Let's become official. Uh, we had never started a nonprofit before. We're, we're pretty experienced in the business world, but zero in the nonprofit world. So we decided to give it a go. Uh, op- create our own entity and then um, so January of 2020 is when we officially became a, a nonprofit entity. That's amazing. So it kind of all started with wanting to instill this like um, mind body connection in your in your teams that were working for you just because you felt like it would really help them long term and you know get the most out of them as far as like um, getting their mind right and showing up to work. Um, did they also still show up to work or they just weren't? Oh, nothing? yeah. No, they, 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 they showed up. Did they up, flake they in everything? <laughs> they, they showed up to work, Eileen, but, you know, th- there was something that I was longing to do to give back to the community. And I started mm-hmm. my businesses at 18. Mm-hmm. And at 18, you just think, hey, I'm going to start a business and I'll become wealthy. You just That's just <laughs> right. my, was my mindset anyways. Yeah. And then um, with with the thought that I could give my friends jobs, I could give people that I, I've become close to jobs. So it, it was fulfilling at an early age. But as I got older, I wanted to do more and give back to the community. And so I kind of doubled down and thinking that I need to make money to, to start making moves like that. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of dove deep industry trying to make moves and, and be successful in it. And when that wasn't happening, I, I decided, well, maybe I could just use my business as a way to help. And, and I'm really passionate about, how, you know, teens and, and young kids. So I started making bad business decisions, treating my business like it was a nonprofit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And so when we brought these teens in, you know, I, I didn't need to hire people, let alone hire 10 teenagers. Right. And so it was just a bad business move. They they came in willing to work. There's a lot of labor work to be done, but it wasn't it wasn't too long after that they were they were coming in. You could tell maybe they just woke up 15 minutes before coming into work. Mm-hmm. We had to stay on them, keep pushing them to do simple simple tasks. But um, that that's um, that's kind of where the origin story was. I'm gonna I'm gonna chime in on this one. So <laughs> Gilbert Gilbert always is taking like like self like i want to say self-help but i mean that's been overrated Uh, but he's always been taking personal development there we go he's always been taking classes on personal development and professional development so he saw a need in the people that he was hiring so even without like even without having this nonprofit idea and taking them to the park he'd always team meetings and like how can we improve and like kind of do like personal development there and so when he did hire the teens he he knew 
there there were things happening in our family where our kids were growing into teens and he he tried to utilize those skills like if we could what I learned, if we could put it into the youth, like the youth is where it's at. That's where we can mm-hmm. change the community. So yeah. like with, he has a gift in that. He has a gift in like communicating and like really getting to people's core and their human, like their, their human needs, you know? So I think everything he's learned, he thought he could, he figured he could do it to people, but as, everybody wanted it and everybody <laughs> wanted it. But you, as you know, like, if you don't want to grow, you're not going to grow and no one's going to force you to do it. So right. It's right. the youth that like, that's, you know, like that's the avenue to go. Cause whether they, that's their mind is still forming. Totally. Totally. And it can create a big difference Exactly. when they have somebody that believes in them and that wants to, you know, um, pour into them. Yeah. Uh, my cousin said something a lot. It takes one caring adult to change a, a kid, and it really hundred percent, yeah, it really is totally, totally amazing. Well, I'm so glad you guys did. Um, what is your mission statement at Solid Foundations? Our mission is to instill confidence in the youth through martial arts, work ethic, fitness, and family values. Beautiful, beautiful. And where did you guys come up with this? Um, well, I'll say share my perspective and. A, and then Crystal, you could share yours, but it was, it's the foundation to my self-confidence, just what has helped me be self-confident throughout my life. I was a really late bloomer in actually all those fields. I didn't start working out till maybe 22. I didn't start training boxing till 30, jujitsu till 33. Um, the only thing I started early at was work and the opportunities that having a career and a, and a place to earn money. What that did for me as a, as a youngster was tremendous in my life. So those three things was important for me to pass on the lessons to, to the youth. Um, and I feel like for me, I meet people all the time. Um, I'm a hairstylist. So I have people in my chair and I just see certain things that they, not everybody, but, what certain things that they're struggling with them like oh, martial arts would be good or you could see the lack of family values so I just felt like when when we like we would have me and Gil will have like these conversations and it just that's how it just co- comes out like we'll have stories that we share together and as we're building this program we're like oh we have to do martial arts like look at what martial arts did for me and look at what martial arts did for them and da, da, da. so it really just a lot of our program is built on mine and Gilbert's conversations. That's amazing. That is so cool how you guys are using each other and kind of like using your experiences to like help the community and be there for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And so um, have you guys incorporated your family into Solid Foundations and how has that like brought you guys closer? Oh, each one of our kids have contributed um whether it was a little bit or here and there, but they've all contributed in some way. And I think one of the biggest ways is us being their parent, like them being our children. One of our kids are so different. And so it's our, they're our learning tools. Yeah. A lot of the life lessons we learned, you know, we're Crystal and I both, although we don't have kids together, we were both very young parents. Um, I had my first child at 17 and I had four by 21. You know, Crystal had her son at age, was it 15? 15? So 
we definitely weren't ready and we had a lot of learning to do. And we take all those lessons that we learned the hard way and we try to teach the youth, you know, now that we're adults, we try to teach them in a, in a healthy, like structured manner. And so some actually coach with us, you know, my, um, my two youngest daughters, Bear and Katrina, they volunteered the whole year of 2020 because there, there was just, there was no money, but they were passionate about helping kids and um, helping their, helping their family create something. And so they volunteered their whole uh, 2020. And now they're, as 2021, they're actually paid employees. And uh, my sister, Lorena, who's always helped me um, for the last couple of years in the, my little business ventures that I, <laughs> that I come up with. And uh, now she's helping us full time at Solid as well. But I think the most important part where our family has come into um, of how our family has helped us with this. But it's really of what we've learned of being a family that we try to create that environment at Solid. So although we teach martial arts, we teach work ethic, we teach fitness, we're actually not trying to create an MMA fighter. We're not trying to create some fitness guru. What we're trying to create is a place where kids love to come. They feel comfortable. They feel loved and they know they can learn these lessons on their own pace and they'll be supported the whole way. Yeah. And my son was actually a solid foundation's first, uh, member. (laughs) I love that. I love that. I love how you guys are really instilling like that family dynamic into solid foundations. And I feel I follow you guys on Instagram. And I just feel like you can really sense that like you can you guys do like, um, like videos and stuff here and there on your stories. And it's just like the comfort level of these kids. And they're just like hanging out and, you know, having a good time. And, you know, you can just really see that just it does have like a family vibe to it for sure. Oh, yeah, we have some kids that are in crew one that stay until crew two's done, (laughs) and vice versa. So it's real. it's, it's been, it's been awesome. It's more than what we ever expected. Yeah, I love that. That's great. Um, and so what obstacles did you guys have to overcome in like your mindset and also like in the physical reality of starting a nonprofit? Um, I would say because the lack of knowledge, because we have businesses that are for profit. So nonprofits, a different world. (laughs) And it's also a lot of time and waiting and patience. So that, that was big I feel like that was big for me. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it was pretty hard for us to actually become a nonprofit, get our get our actual ID number that you know allows us to officially be tax exempt. That mm-hmm. was that was a process in its own, and uh, very thankful for my sister taking that one on, just going back and forth with the IRS trying to submit a form and then be mailed something back weeks later saying there was something missing and and really handling that. Um, I think on the physical part of it, that was a major thing. Another one is just being able to find the balance of wanting to like grow and expand and, and create something uh, really special, but also you can't charge for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can't, we can't count on our students to pay for that because 
there's just no way that it would be able to be afforded by the um, by anybody who just works the nine to five, like our, our, our target of students that we work with. I mean, the cost would be so high. So we're constantly, this is an ongoing battle of where do we get funding and how do we, how do we get to uh, pay the bills and also create more fun experiences for our students. Definitely. Definitely. Wow. Um, that's amazing. And, and also like the location of where you guys are, um, where you guys are operating. That's also, that was also a struggle, right? Like in the beginning. Uh, to, to just have a home base. It was, yeah. yeah. Like I said, we started at the, the park, uh, that closed down. We started at the, at a community center, but then COVID hit. And mm-hmm. so every, that was when it was brand new, nobody knew. So when they said shut down, everybody pretty much shut down. Mm-hmm. And then, so we lost the space during that time, but fortunately, um, you know, the, the, from the, the grace of God and just the good people that we know here in the community, we got linked up with, uh, Dustin Aliano, owner of Superior Fit. We had a meeting with him. We talked and it was just a, a perfect fit for solid foundations and his gym. And so since then we've been, we've been working out of superior fitness on San Andreas street um, for over a year now. Yeah. And, and that relationship will continue to grow. And it's been, um, it's been extremely helpful and beneficial to solid. That's awesome. Because all those times where, you know, you guys reached a wall where, you know, you had to relocate or switch things up, like you could have quit, you know, at any point then. Oh yeah. Yeah, the, but you know the way I think about it when it comes to to quitting is uh, even though like if we say it'd be easy to quit, to me it, it never was because quitting meant that I would have to go back to something <laughs> that I I knew I wasn't going to be happy in, mm-hmm. and so to me it's actually easier to keep moving forward and trying what I what I don't know the results yet, but I'm gonna keep trying because I know the results that I don't want. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather keep on moving forward than than just uh, say, OK, well, I give up and, and settle for something that I know I'm going to be unhappy with. Right. Um, how I said, like a lot of our how solid is, is our conversations. We are literally like sitting down, having dinner and we're talking about his office furniture business and then solid and how he really. Like I could see the happiness it brings him. I can see the fulfillment, but then I also see this office furniture, which was like an ink, like it was just, it was not good. (laughs) It was not good. So I would always tell him like, what's the point? So why are you going to continue at this job? That's not really providing you much income. And, and then you're, you have solid that, you know, right now doesn't have much income, but you're fulfilled in it. So when he transitioned and quit, um, the office furniture business to go to solid, there was no income there. <laughs> there was nothing. We were volunteering for the very longest time. So think about that. Like he has we have these kids, he has a wife <laughs> that, you know, like we have a life that we need money to pay for. And like, that was a huge obstacle of just letting go of the office furniture and the income, the little income that he got from that to grow solid. Yeah. In the pandemic. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Um, and, you know, I think you said, you said it right, Gil, is like, 
through the grace of God, you know, like you guys stayed with your mission. You, you guys had a goal in mind and you just kept moving forward and you persisted, even though like there was obstacles in front of you guys, you guys just kept going forward. And that's like where faith comes in, right? That's where you're just like, no, like this has been given to me. Like this idea was given to me. Like it's in my heart, like my heart, like is telling me to keep going. And so I'm not going to give up because giving up, is going to be worse and it's going to be harder for me to give up than it would be for me to just keep going exactly right and i think if we start thinking more out of uh let let me do what i feel will bring fulfillment let me let me let me continue to do the work that i'm passionate about let me do the work that i feel i've been put on this earth to do rather than making our decisions based off of fear what we fear we're not going to have or fear what we're going to lose life is going to become so much better for you. And, um, you know, I do want to, another thing I want to pass on to the youth is the power of relationships. Relate to you on our conversations. Like she can come across as a very direct person to, to many, mm-hmm. a lot of times. And, a little bit. And, uh, but I think mm-hmm. it takes a certain level of communication between two people who love each other to be able to just hear that criticism because mm-hmm. that's exactly what I needed to hear. I, you know, who knows, I might've still been trying to do both, but mm-hmm. having her tell me directly and, and her having a different perspective on it allowed me to say, okay, well, I've been doing things my own way for a while and they're not working. It, you know, it, it's a little, a little, little notch off my ego to, to have to, be vulnerable to my wife to say, Hey, you know, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how to move forward with this certain situation, but to me, it's healthy. You have to put your ego in check. And when you don't do that, a lot of times you're setting yourself up for frustration in in your daily life. So I'm happy that she loves me enough to be direct with me and tell me things when I need to hear them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, that did give me the the motivation to say, okay, I'm not sure how is this going to work out, but I am going to quit my, my business that I've been doing for almost <laughs> 20 years. Um, I don't know where the income's going to go, but I'm going to put that in God's hands and I'm going to just do the work that uh, he's put me here to do. And, and then uh, it's all been working out very well since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys took that leap of faith and moved forward with love instead of fear yes awesome Ooh, i mean that was powerful (laughs) boom yes girl (laughs) that's awesome i felt that in my soul yeah you guys did that (laughs) you know that's you that's you guys did that like it takes a lot like it takes a lot to be like all right like i'm gonna put this aside like obviously you felt the fear like you were saying gilbert like you felt that you know you've been doing it for years and so like you guys had a conversation. She knows your heart. Like she, you know, you guys know each other and she, she was able to see something in you and see, see the passion that you had for things and the frustration that you had for things and kind of um, make things clear and allowed you to see things from a different perspective. Exactly. Yeah. That's really awesome. That's so cool. Um, so what are three things that you guys have learned from working alongside these kids? Oh, three things that I've learned working alongside these kids, how different they are, um, it would be one of mine. Um, 
that you you could kind of even if I don't know like the inside struggles that they have you can assume that they're just you know little kids that they're fine but no they have a lot of struggles and um I've just learned how to kind of talk to them I'm like he said I'm very direct so I've learned how to put myself in check and sometimes especially with children like I've learned to like a different way of talking to them but still Mm -hmm. be myself yeah solid so new and in its infancy still of growing and so we're learning so much every day especially when it comes to the youth I would say there's some things that I've learned on a deeper level and how Crystal touched base with communication you know we I kind of already had a good idea of that different kids you need to talk to them different ways so this one we're really learning that on a on a very deep level and so these you know another big one is the labels that get put on kids so if we get a call from a a parent or a guardian Mm -hmm. saying that you know uh hey i want to sign my kid up for solid but i I do want to warn you that they just have lots of trouble in school or they have lots of trouble at home they've been labeled uh on the spectrum of autistic or or did they can't learn things yeah like learning disabilities and and just different behavioral issues we've learned to just say that's that's fine bring them and what we've noticed is that if they wouldn't if they wouldn't have told us all the history of the child a lot of times the way we conduct our classes and the way we the coaches interact with the kids we would never know that they had any other issues because we just treat them like any other any other kid that's in our program. And I think they really like that as well. And so we push them just like we push any other kids. If they're getting out of line, we discipline them like any other kids. And uh, to me, that's been pretty eye-opening to the treatment when it, when it comes to behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that another thing for me would be um, how you talk to, yes, it, it's kind of like what I said, but how you talk to them, like you don't talk to them like a child, especially like our crew too, like our preteens and teens. Like if you treat them like a, an adult or um, like, an, like an equal, they have a lot more respect for you. And um, not only that, you, we're, we're getting our hands dirty with them. So it kind of gets them in a whole different perspective. We're not they're like on the sidelines telling them to do things. We're helping them and we're guiding them. Mm-hmm. So I never thought that would be something big, but it, it's huge. And we get a lot of uh, feedback from our parents as well on that. And to go deeper on that, what you just said right there, Crystal, is not only are we doing the activities with them, but we're also anything, everything that we teach in our classes, we're doing to ourselves outside of the classes. Mm-hmm. So we're training jujitsu. We're working out. We're still, um, you know, have to earn a living and, and pay our bills. Yeah. And so these kids see it and respect it so much more when they're being coached by somebody who's practicing it their own. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that, to me, that that's very important as well. Well, it's kind of like the opposite of what, 
they're currently experiencing in society, like at school, like teachers stand up in front of the classroom and they teach, right? They're mm-hmm. like, you know, shake their fingers and point fingers at the board. And it's like, this is what we're doing. But, you know, with you, with your guys' program, what you guys are doing is you guys are like getting down with them. Like you're, you know, getting your hands dirty, like you guys were saying. And, and that's so different from the world that we're currently in. Like, I know that there's specific schools where they don't teach like normal schools, like, um, like a public school, they teach more, um, like hands-on learning and, you know, arts really focusing on the arts and, and things like that. Um, but for the majority, like most schools are kind of old school. They're not really, um, like with the newer times, with the newer ways that kids are learning and, um, and soaking in information. Yeah. And uh, we constantly hear that, you know, that, uh, that the school system's broken, but in reality, the school system's doing exactly what it was built for. So yeah. don't, don't, don't sit around and wait for the school system to change. It's doing mm-hmm. exactly what it was built for. And mm-hmm. it's up to, to us to teach our kids differently and to oh, create wow, different yeah. opportunities for them to go learn at. Yeah, no, that's, that's so right. Because a lot of times, I mean, yeah, that's like pretty eye opening because we want to change things so bad, but it's like, no, like don't change it because that's the way it was designed to do. Like if you don't like it, then create something different. Correct. Hmm. That's really cool. And then you're not working against the grain. You're kind of starting something else, something fresh that you want. And that's what you guys are doing. Yeah. And I think, you know, both Crystal and I are very entrepreneurial and that's just one of the traits is, mm-hmm. hey, I don't like the way something's done or I want something to be done a, a different way. So instead of trying to go in and change something, you just start it new. You mm-hmm. start it from the kind of learn as you go, you know, school for it might be for a few, but some some kids do very well in the public school system or the way the school system's currently set up. Mm-hmm. It's just most don't. It's mm-hmm. just, a, you know, it's meant to create a, a slave workforce, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And just do what you're told and and be satisfied with what you get. Mm-hmm. And, and for some people, that that's what they want or that's what yeah. they settle for. But for a majority, that's why a lot of kids don't like school, because it's just it shuts their creativity down such at an early age and, and their individualism. And, you know, I could, we could go on and on about, <laughs> about this, but uh, for the most part, that's, we're so excited to have solid because we could play around. We could experiment with, with learn from the kids and we could have the kids teach us, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because what better way to learn of how to influence kids than, than from kids themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gives them an outlet to be creative and to kind of explore their creativity and, and give them like a sense of like ownership in their work. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and an outlet for, you know, physical, a physical outlet as well. Mm-hmm. That mind body connection for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so what feedback have you guys received from parents about their child after attending uh, solid foundations? Oh, we get so many. It's hard to like pick which one. It's pretty <laughs> awesome. Like this is what fulfills, like what keeps us going. Um, I'm going to say one that like was one of our first ones where it was like kind of like an eye opener. It's like, oh, wow. Like, so we had this, we have this, um, this brother and sister, the siblings, and 
the little the boy would pick on the sister all the time. She's the young she's a little sister and she never fought back. She just took it. Well, the dad was it the dad or the mom? I think it was the dad that came up to us and was just like, um, you know, thank you for this program. She just found a certain confidence. She doesn't let her brother pick on her anymore out in, at school. She doesn't get picked on anymore. She like she carries herself with confidence now. And it's like, we see it because before, like, she would come in and she'd be like, okay, like, she'd, had, she'd be very soft-spoken. And now she's this feisty girl that has so much personality. It's just, it's it's pretty awesome to see from the beginning and then from now. Uh, and one of, one of my favorite ongoing is parents telling us that they use solid, the solid class days as, <laughs> as kind of a a disciplinary thing like <laughs> you're you're not going to go to solid today unless you clean your room or unless oh, you finish your homework nice. and and the kids you know snap out of whatever funk they're in <laughs> or or just bite the bullet and do what they're told to do because they absolutely love coming to solid and so wow. we hear that one very often and and that has a special place in our heart and sure. i I have one mom who's like, I'm going to call Crystal. And it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I love that. I yeah. freaking love that. <laughs> Come on, mom. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That is so cool. That's so great. And, you know, I know in the very beginning um, of your guys's, uh, you know, journey with this is you guys were really pushing, like, it takes a, it takes a village, right, to raise kids. And, like, you oh, guys yeah. wanted to be a part of that. And, you know, I think that's amazing that, you know, you guys are, you know, providing this outlet for the kids and also for the parents to have like a place where, first of all, like as a parent to leave, to take your kid somewhere, like you have to feel like, you know, it's a safe place. My kid's going to be taken care of. You know what I mean? Like there's like so much that goes into like a parent's mind. Um, So just the fact that they like, you know, trust you guys, I think that's amazing. Um, They trust their village, right? Like they trust that you guys are a part of it and you guys are instilling like really good values into their kids and helping them. We get um, our parents telling us like certain things that are going on in the family or their lives or at school. And so like, I feel like that we're so fortunate to be that for their parents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. I love that. Um, in what ways have you seen um, the community step up to show their support and their love for a solid foundation? Oh, so much. Um, well, when we first started, like, like I said, we started at the park. Um, we only had what one pair of boxing gloves, no boxing mitts, nothing. So we had, um, we just shared what we were doing on social media and asked if anybody had any like extra boxing gloves they're trying to get rid of and the outpour of boxing gloves that we got like and boxing um holding mitts and just like just so much donated to us not just boxing gloves it's just been it's been crazy like it's awesome yeah, social media has been a great tool for us to be able to communicate with uh, with the community and like Crystal said, when it comes to anything, donation, boxing gloves in the beginning, you know, I did one story for some dodgeballs that we started off with, but <laughs> they get kicked over the fence or popped or just lost. And in a matter of the next, by the next weekend, we, we had 
now we have more than enough dodgeballs. <laughs> too many. <laughs> so I think I think the community there's no way solid exists without the community helping us. And mm-hmm. we have our parents who if we ask anything of them, they go above and beyond to to do what they can to make it happen. There's a community through through um social media who donates either financially or participates in in other types of uh fundraising events and then there's there's a you know a a brick program that we call the solid brick program where the community sponsors a brick fifty dollars a hundred to two hundred and it's just reoccurring monthly and so we've we've just started that program a little bit ago and we're seeing community members who want to be a part of solid's growth and contribute you know a, a piece of their paycheck every month to make sure that solid can count on a certain, you know, a certain amount of money to operate with. And to me, that's just, that's tremendous. That, that, that the fact that you're willing to invest your hard earned money into, to our program is like going above and beyond of what I ever expected. I think one that I felt was so touching was um, Gail was doing privates with one of the little kids and, um, he asked the parents if he could share, or he asked the mom if he could share a little bit of his story. She said, yeah, he posted it on there and he needed like a father figure, a male figure. He looked up to Gil. And so just posting it on there, not expecting, you know, just to share the story. And next we hear like, oh, I want to sponsor his next session. I want to sponsor his next session. So the next few sessions, it was all sponsored by our community. Wow. That's amazing. It's powerful. Yeah, no, that's great. So you guys are pouring into the community. The community is pouring back into you guys. Like, it's just like this beautiful, like, infinity (laughs) experience. I love that. That is so cool. Yep, I love it. It's great. What are your five-year goals for Solid Foundations? My husband don't have no five-year goals. (laughs) Let me tell you. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't I don't <laughs> plan that far ahead, especially when it comes to solid. I've been taking it really year by year. I like to set a couple major goals, which I think are either going to be hard to attain or just out of reach of attaining. And then I go from there. reason why I don't set goals too far is because just from my experience, things change. And so I, I don't like to... I guess I don't have the patience to sit and plan that far for one, but two, just from my experience, I've seen it change rapidly and I'm such a junkie for change and growth that uh, I try to keep it as simple as I can for me. And uh, I, and I really just focus on providing about two major goals a year for solid and putting my focus into achieving those goals. He's also a junkie of Eric Thomas. And if you've ever Googled Eric Thomas, listen to him. He's actually a very great motivational speaker. He's one of our first. Um, But he'll even say, I don't don't have a plan. I grind. (laughs) Yes. So that's where, that's his influence on that. But there's, that is, there's a lot to learn from that. If you just, if you just focus on your task at hand and you do the work day in, day out, a lot of times you're going to achieve things that you didn't even think were possible. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
the way I see it is when I ask and what I ask for is limited compared to what our creator has in store for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just going like setting a good like intention to move forward mm-hmm. and then just taking those steps to move forward without the kind of like concrete um, like idea of where you want to be in five years. Yes. So like for me, <clears throat> I, I plan my life. <laughs> I'm a little bit different. I'm not quite sure how far ahead five years just seems so far away. <clears throat> but I do want, for me, I personally want a facility where the kids can walk to after school and like, whether it's martial arts or fitness or um, work ethic that they work on, I want them to have a place where they can go after school. If it's, whether it's home is not a safe space or school is not a safe space or they have that gap of time. I, my goal is to have a facility where they're able to call home. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, like I have people in my chair that's like, oh, you know what? We're from, you know, I recently had someone from Bakersfield, like, oh, if Bakersfield had, you know, Mm -hmm. a solid foundation. So my goal is to create a blueprint, kind of like franchise, but not like charge for it, but create a blueprint. So whatever we have, you can have and create it in whatever city that they're in. Yes, 100% for sure. Like I recently moved out of Santa Barbara and I'm like, dude, like every (laughs) city needs a solid foundation. Like it's just so, you know, it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You like the work that you guys are doing is just tremendous. Like it's, it's, there's no, you can't put a price on it. Um, And that's probably why you guys are a nonprofit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, you can't put a price on it. Like it's, there's, there's no, you know, it's, it's just so, so amazing. Um, so yeah, you guys are doing wonderful, wonderful work. And I'm Thanks. just like super thankful for your guys's hearts for, you know, and your minds for continuing and pushing forward because it's, it's, it's huge. It's huge. And thank you, Eileen, for having us on your platform. I'm so excited that you're having this. And you, too, are changing the community just by having people's stories on here. It's pretty awesome. Thank you. How (laughs) can people donate to Solid Foundations? Visit our website. If you go visit our website, there is a donate tab. And you click on it, and it'll give you the the options of how to donate. And um, there's... Two major ways, I would say, is you can just do a one-time donation, which is which will be extremely helpful. If you want to be a part of Solid's contribution crew, then you invest in a brick and you help us uh, along the way with building Solid. And so when you invest in the brick, depending on um, the tier that you choose to invest in, it comes with inside access to behind the scenes, uh, inside access to the coaches, getting your opinions and, and, and working together on how do we build certain programs. Also, you receive solid gear in the mail and just different things like that. And so those are the two major ways uh, to invest into to solid and the youth that we're instilling confidence in. And on our website, another way like you can purchase a merchandise that goes directly to helping us build solid. And another way is our smile program through Amazon. So if you Google smile Amazon, then it'll have you choose which nonprofit you'd like your sales 
to go to. So a certain percentage of each um, order or selected orders, um, a portion will go to Solid Foundation. Amazing. Beautiful. All right, guys, thank you so much for your time. Again, thank you for pouring into the communities and um, just all that you guys are doing for for the families and for the youth. It's it's awesome. Super good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All righty, guys.